0: You're listening to episode 192 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to answer the question whether you can train for a full marathon on the treadmill. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got the Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hello and welcome everyone to the Marathon Running Podcast. My name is Letty.
1: My name is Ryan.
0: And we are your hosts, and we're thrilled to have you join us. Whether you're a seasoned runner or someone looking to take your first steps into the world of long-distance running, we've got you covered. We're here to share insight and tips and expert advice to make your marathon journey a rewarding and successful experience.
1: Thank you to all the listeners who tune in and listen to us. We do appreciate it when you give us comments. It's really fun. I really do enjoy that when you get people that say it's helpful for them or... It's been useful. I really do like that. And so does Letty.
0: Yes, I absolutely do. So with that, let's get started. Ryan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, but it is cooler out. I would say cold, except for in Florida, it's not nearly as cold as other places
0: And Ryan says that, and I wish we would have these episodes on YouTube so you could see that he's wearing a hoodie currently pulled up all the way almost to his eyes because he's that cold. But we know we are ridiculous with our 50 degrees morning air. I know it's much colder in other parts of the country and the rest of the world in the Northern Hemisphere. And we also realize there are spring marathons on the horizon and inevitably people are going to have to figure out how to train for them somehow, right? And along those lines, we've been contacted by a couple of first-time marathoners with the question whether or not it is possible to train for a marathon entirely on the treadmill. And on a quick side note, we appreciate having been contacted on this topic. If you ever have a special topic or a question that you would like for us to cover, we're always open to ideas, whether it's training, for nutrition, gear recommendation, or anything related to marathon running, we might be able to turn that into an episode. So we encourage you to reach out. And with that, we do realize that spring marathons on the horizon and people need to prep for them somehow, no matter where you live. So that's why we have decided to do this topic. And again, we're going to dive into it. We'll do a quick overview of the advantages and limitations when it comes to treadmill training. We'll then play a conversation where we consulted with an exercise physiologist and run coach on her opinion on this topic and what she does with her clientele. And then we'll also talk to you about some respected opinion and research. And then finally, we'll end this episode with some tips on how your treadmill running can be catered towards the marathon. So a lot of people, their last resort, what is the dreadmill, as I call it
1: you've never liked treadmills. you've always dreaded the mill from my standpoint, I probably wouldn't say dreadmill, but I prefer definitely to run outside in nature. okay, so let's start with some advantages of a treadmill, buddy?
0: Yeah, so the main advantage of having a treadmill or training on a treadmill would be the convenience that you just have it in a location where you have easy access to it and you can train anytime, day or night, just whenever you feel like it, it's right there.
1: Yeah, running in itself is pretty convenient because all you need is a pair of shoes and a place to go, but treadmills make it even more convenient at times.
0: Yeah. And that kind of brings us to the second advantage, which is the weather conditions. So no matter how hot or cold it is, your treadmill is obviously going to be inside of your house or the gym. So whether it is super humid, snowy, icy, or there's a lot of wind in some locations, it's convenient for that reason as well. You can just avoid having to deal with that certain type of weather.
1: So Letty. Your brother is training for the row marathon. He lives in Wisconsin. It's going to be down to negative 20 Celsius or what was about negative 7 Fahrenheit. Whereas in Fort Myers, it's actually here. It's going to be down to 6 Celsius or I think it's like low 40s Fahrenheit, um, which isn't that cold. But your brother is actually legitimately in the cold. We'll have to update him on the tips that he can have for training with the marathon on the treadmill.
0: Yeah, let's give him a shout out. Hey, Stephen, if you're listening, I'm proud of you for tuning in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so some other things, you know, you alluded to already convenience anytime, day and night, but also convenience, bathrooms, availability of fuel and other stuff is right nearby.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big one because, you know, we always struggle carrying enough fueling with us now that the majority of runners has been educated on how important fueling it is mid-run and all that stuff. We have to wear belts and, you know, it's always a search to find a bathroom that is safe. Otherwise you're peeing behind a building and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's a, that's a big one as well. And kind of along those lines, also safety. We live in a super, safe neighborhood because it's very suburban and there's only houses. There's mostly canals and they end at the end of the street. So it's kind of cul-de-sacs. So nobody really drives through our neighborhoods so five o'clock in the morning it's safe to run here but once you leave our neighborhood you're in the regular streets and with all the stuff that's happening with runners being you know pulled into the bushes and all those crazy things we've been hearing about you know that's kind of hard to replicate if you don't have access to a super safe neighborhood so the treadmill is one way of doing it i think
1: agreed it's also probably safer to pee in the warm
0: (laughs) that too yeah (laughs) yeah
1: So another advantage of having a treadmill is you can have better control or consistency of your workouts. You know, typically they're set at a speed or you're tracking it more accurately where you don't have the ability to just kind of slow down as easily. Otherwise you fall off the back.
0: Yep, I agree. It's a it's a way to get used to a certain pace that you set because you know, you're if you're in nature, there might be a hill or there might be a windy area or you have to slow down for a traffic light. You don't have any of that with a treadmill. So I think that's a huge advantage point. On the flip side, however, let's talk about that belt and we'll also have our guests talk about that a little bit. Having that belt constantly go, it changes the way you run. I mean, it must, right? Because you're lifting your feet up and you're going with it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, to your point, there's actually um multiple factors there. So the running surface isn't hard or firm. By having some cushion, you also have some rebound or spring in it. So that'll actually give you an advantage a little bit. Also, you're running on a treadmill. You don't have to factor in, as you said, hills or other stuff, unless you raise the treadmill, but there's no wind, there's no wind against your face. So it typically should be easier to run on a treadmill, given that you're getting some rebound from the machine itself. You don't have the external factors of resistance that you would outside. So those things would give you an advantage.
0: Exactly. And another disadvantage, just kind of along those same lines, is the lack of being properly prepared to the real weather conditions, because you set your IC in your house, or your heater, whatever it is, and it's nice and dry in your house. If you run a race in Florida, it's almost always humid. So you're not used to those type of weather challenges. But I don't think you can replicate the real race conditions that you'll be facing, especially with the belt assistance.
1: So, you know, on that topic, have you ever seen the non-motorized treadmills?
0: I have, and I've heard of them
1: I've used them actually in college. They had one there, and I loved it actually. I used it more than I used a regular treadmill, so that would eliminate some of the disadvantages there I think they were they were it was great, kind of neat,
0: yeah, I have heard some good things about it, but I guess in this for this for the purpose of this episode, we're gonna just stick with the mainstream um
1: Yeah, for simplicity.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then last, well, not last but not least, I'm sure there's a few more disadvantages, but the ones we're going to mention is boredom, especially during your long run.
1: Yeah, so definitely one of the disadvantages of the treadmill is you're already in your home. You've already got all those conveniences. If you're a procrastinator or you don't want to complete something, it's really easy just to step off and stop. Whereas if you're running outside... Especially like, and I agree with you because I'm the same way. Like you like me to sometimes take you somewhere and drop you off, and then you run back, and that's cool because pretty much you're stuck. You got to make it all the way back. I mean, obviously, unless an injury or something, if someone can pick you up, but (laughs) but for the most part, it's like okay, I'm already committed to making it back.
0: Yeah, Ryan, I agree. Another big factor for people that are parts of running groups is you don't really have that on a treadmill. On a treadmill, you're solo. Unless, you know, you go to a gym and all your friends run in a row next to each other, which that usually doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, it's it's very, uh, it feels very isolated. And I think um, it can make it more monotone, almost set monogamous, I mean, monotone and a potential for burnout and overtraining.
1: Although if you got together with your friends and you put your treadmills together and you made a cool video about you running together and pretending like you were outside, that would be pretty cool too.
0: It would be cool. And then also, you know, you can run with friends that run completely different paces.
1: Exactly. But then you could joke around and be like, come on, pick up the pace, even though you're right next to each other.
0: (laughs) Which brings me to our last disadvantage point. The treadmill is not accurate when it comes to Strava data. So you're going to have to manually input the data because as we all know, if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. Meaning that if you turn on your watch while you're running on a treadmill, even if you put treadmill, unless you calibrate it, highly likely there's going to be discrepancy and your run will appear shorter.
1: So Letty, you brought a guest on for the podcast as usual to try to illustrate or talk about the differences between running outside and treadmills. Who are we talking to?
0: Yeah, so we're talking to Alyssa Lombardi. She's an exercise physiologist and also a running coach. She was super nice and had some interesting things to say on this subject.
1: So let's get into it.
0: All right. So without any further ado, we're now going to play our conversation with Alyssa Lombardi. All right. So I'm on here with Alyssa Lombardi. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. And I asked you to come onto this podcast because you're an expert, which I'll let you explain yourself. Maybe you can give us a brief introduction on who you are, what you do, and how you are educated to talk on this topic of treadmills versus running outside.
2: Of course. So I'm a clinical exercise physiologist. I um, have a day job that I work for a healthcare company in um, Connecticut. So that's kind of like my full time job. So I work in a rehab department. So what I do is basically people come in. And if they have any injuries or recovering from any injuries, um, I help them, you know, recover from that. So I have my master's in exercise science, my coaching certification, and my certified personal trainer um, certification. So my background, um, I've been running for forever. I've ran in college, high school. So I've been running for you know 15 plus years and you know with my background my education and just you know my personal experience I have um you know a lot to say on this topic so
0: that's awesome that's really cool and so do you take your own clients or how do you work
2: yeah so I have a um, social media page um, Alyssa underscore run fit it's on um, instagram so I usually get you know People reaching out to me. I don't tend to reach out to clients to try to get them because I, I kind of think that's a little bit annoying when people you know reach out and say like, oh, you know, do you want to be coached? So a lot, ninety nine percent of my clients they reach out to me through social media. Whether they see my posts, they just came across my page, um, and then I make individualized programs for each person. So it could be somebody who is injured who needs to come back from running. It could be somebody who is you know, wanting to train and, and qualify for the Boston Marathon. So it's kind of, I get a huge wide range of abilities that I coach, which is kind of like the fun part for me. So yeah.
0: That's awesome. I was going to say that sounds some, something really fun. And so I guess you can relate to we're in the winter right now, early 2024. And a lot of people are living in areas that get really cold. Myself excluded. I live in Florida, but I've seen it on Instagram, you know, people running outside, running inside. And then when it gets really, really cold, I guess at some point it might be even dangerous to run outside, not just because of the ice, but also because of the temperature. So we want to talk about running on a treadmill and specifically marathon training on the treadmill. So I guess my first question would be, how does the variability in marathon training differ when it comes to outdoor running versus indoor running in terms of inclining, declining, and just the terrain? Does putting your treadmill at that 1% incline make a difference? So maybe you can touch on all of those questions a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, you know, my stand to all my athletes is always, if you can run outside, run outside. There's always some instances where you shouldn't run outside or, you know, probably better to run inside. So if it's, you know, really, really cold outside or if the, you know, if it's snowing and visibility is not very good or even if there's a lot of snow on the ground, I always say it's better to be safe to go inside um, just because of injuries so if you're outside and you know it's very snowy on the ground, your stride could be compromised so you're changing the the stride length, um, which could cause injury or you could slip and fall, which is like the number one thing that I see a lot of my clients doing is they're you know I always say try to go outside, but be smart about it. Don't you know push to go outside if, you know, it's, it's going to hurt you. That's, you know, the number one priority. So, yeah. So when, when you're training for a race, it's best to train for that specific race. So what I mean by that is 99% of the races that you're running are outside. So that means, you know, it's better to train outside. If you're inside on the treadmill, you know, 90% of the time, that's not training for the environment that you're going to be in. So if you're on the treadmill and you're clocking away miles, the belt is moving. You're not learning to pace yourself. You're not learning what pace you're going to be running for the marathon. So it's important to run outside so that you can you know, get the feel of what that pace is going to be rather than stepping on the treadmill and just letting it go. And then as far as an incline goes, I never... Never, rec- This is like my biggest no-no. Do not put the treadmill at 1% and just go. Think of, If you think about it this way, so if you're outside, you're not running at a 1% incline the entire time. Like that is just, there's some ebbs and flows, there's some ups, there's some downs, there's some turns. You're never running at a complete 1% incline the entire way. So every time that your foot hits the treadmill, it's Added stress on your body because it's at that 1% incline. So if you're running, I don't know, say if it's snowy outside and you have to do your long run inside, if you put it at 1% and you're running 10 miles on the treadmill at a 1%, that is just extra stress on your body that you do not want to put. It's already hard enough running. Um, you know, physically running on the treadmill is a tiny bit easier. And I'm sure we'll talk about that um, later on, but mentally it's, you know, it's harder. It's, it's, you're standing still, you're running in the same position the whole entire time. So why make it harder for for ourselves and, and, you know, our bodies putting that incline up. So anytime that you're on the treadmill, whether it is an easy run or a workout, keep that flat, keep that at that, that zero percent.
0: Okay, noted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's just part of the misinformation that is out there a lot with the treadmill. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, I see it all the time that, you know, people coaches on the internet will say, you need to put your treadmill at 1% to make it more similar to running outside. But that's just could cause more injury. And, you know, anytime that somebody sees information on the internet. Always look it up, you know, don't just take whatever that person is saying, as you know, the gold standard, because you don't know what their background is, you don't know what their education is, and you don't know if what they're saying is true. So it's always important to, you know, fact check what somebody is saying on the internet. So
0: Yes, yes. Especially with that. I mean, I guess it's probably just repeated information. We hear it so much that at some point we just regurgitate it without even asking ourselves why we say that. So so with that, um, let's talk about the accuracy. My brother is living in Wisconsin. He is currently training for his first marathon. It's cold outside and he works late so it's dark when he would run outside. He runs on a treadmill and he gets frustrated because treadmill will say something different than his running watch will say. So let's talk about that treadmill accuracy.
2: Yeah, I get this question so much. It's, you know, should I go by the treadmill? Should I go by my watch? Always go by your, by the treadmill. So the watch, when you're inside, it calculates your distance by your stride length and your arm movement. So say if you're running on the treadmill at 6.0, there's a lot of different ways that you can run at 6.0. You know, if you're running very silly, and not that we do this, and your arm is moving very fast, if it's swinging like a 1000 miles a minute, your watch is going to think that you're running faster than you actually are. Or if you're running at that 6.0, and you're taking very big bounces, if you're bouncing and like, almost leaping off the treadmill, um, and back on your trend, your watch is going to think that you're running you know, a lot shorter of a distance. So not saying that everybody does that. I'm making very drastic, um, you know, examples, but that's kind of how the watch works. So the only way to be super accurate is by how the belt is moving. So you always need to make sure that you're going by what the treadmill is saying. There are some instances where your treadmill might not be calibrated if it's super old, but that's, you know, 99% of the time, it's your treadmill is going to be the most accurate.
0: Okay, perfect. And then like you said, there's a way of calibrating watches and all that. And um, I guess we can hop into that a little bit later. But let's talk about uh, terms of intensity, because you mentioned that earlier, the band of the belt, the belt, not the band, the belt runs anyway. And so in terms of effort, is there a significant difference between running outside and running inside and how does that later on play out when we're running outside doing the real marathon versus having done this treadmill running
2: yeah so treadmill running is you know we always hear it the belt is moving and it's it's true how much is it making it easier i don't know but it is making it a little bit easier so we talked about a little bit before on, you know, learning to pace when you're running on the treadmill, the treadmill is doing the pacing for you. So it's, you know, if you're running at that 6.0, it's constantly moving at that 6.0. So if you don't keep up, you're going to fall off. So you're, you know, you're constantly keeping up with the treadmill and you're not learning how to pace. So when it translates to outside, You know, people might be running on the treadmill day, day after day after day, and then get outside and they're like, I don't know how to pace. Like, I can't run as far as I can on the treadmill. Well, that's because, you know, you haven't learned how to pace yourself outside. That's pacing is one of the, you know, trickiest things as a runner to learn. But if you learn it, it's going to take your running up to, you know, the next level, even three levels up. It's, you know, one of those things that I try to tell my athletes, you know, don't be afraid to look at your watch when you're outside, you know, do body checks, see what, see what pace you're running at and see how that feels. Cause that's the only way that you're going to learn pacing. And if you're on the treadmill day after day, you're just not going to be able to learn that.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I guess, along with that, what is your experience when you have your athletes run outside and then run on the treadmill? What do you see when it comes to heart rate, calories burned? Um, how does that compare to one another?
2: Yeah, so generally, you know, there are some instances where it could sway off of this. But generally, you're going to be your heart rate's going to be a little bit lower on the treadmill, just because we don't have the variables of outside inside so you know it is a little bit easier running on the treadmill so your effort is going to be a little bit lower but also you don't have the variabilities of you know if it's like in florida hot outside you know your your heart rate is going to be elevated because it's hot if it's inside and you know generally if you're running in like a gym um they keep their thermostats pretty you know on the chilly side so that people don't get warm when they're working out um so if it's super hot outside, your heart rate could be like super elevated. And then when you get inside, you know, the combination of there being no factors of, you know, the sun, the heat, the wind, anything like that, um, your heart rate could stay a little bit less elevated.
0: Okay. And then as to calories burned, that kind of goes hand in hand with how yes. hard your body's working.
2: Yeah. So if, you know, the lower your heart rate is the, you know, slower your calories burned are. But when we're talking about marathon training, our mind should never go to how many calories we're burning, because that's not our main focus. Our main focus should never be to lose weight during a marathon cycle, It's or even a half marathon cycle. Any, any performance based goal should never have a goal to lose weight. Because if you're thinking about it, if you're losing weight, you're under fueling yourself. So to be, you know, a strong runner and to run, you know, to your fullest potential, you need to be fueling yourself, you know, properly. And if you're losing weight, you're not doing that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying
0: (laughs) that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about some benefits of the treadmill. We hear about impact and we hear about road running being harsher, trail running being better. Maybe talk about some benefits of treadmill running, including that one.
2: Yeah. So, you know, the treadmill does have some, you know, shock absorbing properties to it. So if we're thinking about it in a physiological, you know, benefit, Um, that treadmill is going to absorb some of the shock, um, from your body, which is going to put less impact on, you know, your joints. Um, not every runner is the same. So, you know, whenever I give advice, um, on these things, I always say, take it with a grain of salt because everybody is different. I've had athletes who've said to me, you know, I run on the treadmill and the day after my knees hurt that's valid what you're feeling is valid so just because you know the treadmill has shocks to it and it's technically absorbing some of the shock to your joints not everybody is going to feel that everybody's feelings are different what everybody experiences during running is totally different so just because you know i say that physiologically you know the treadmill is going to absorb some of the shock Some people don't experience that. Some people do experience more pain on the treadmill. Why is that? Could be stride, could be just, you know, the fact that they're, you know, running or they're not used to running on the treadmill. So it, you know, it is taking a little bit of the shock, but some people might not experience that benefit.
0: Okay. And then what about the fact that when we step on a treadmill i'm assuming we're not going to change our gait as much as if we're running outside and you mentioned earlier you know sometimes there's an uphill and a downhill and a turn and with a treadmill we're constantly having the same movement happening
2: yeah so like you said when you're running outside you know when you run uphill your stride lengths change when you turn a corner your stride length changes um, on the flip side, some people who are taller, who run on the treadmill can experience some stride cutting, which, you know, basically means that they're not able to get, um, the full stride that only happens when somebody is super tall. Um, there are some treadmills that have, um, longer belts. So like the, the belt from like where the treadmill starts to the end is longer, um, I would say the majority of people don't struggle with that because people, you know, if you're not over, you know, six foot or have a really long um, leg or stride length, you're not going to feel that. But some people who are taller might experience some stride, you know, cutting off um, which could cause injury. So, you know, for taller people, it's definitely more beneficial to run outside and it's, you know, running on a treadmill is not natural. It's not, you know, a natural thing for us to do. It's, you know, there does take a little bit of balance involved in it. um, Because you're the belt, there's, there's something moving under you. So if you don't have a lot of, you know, strength or, you know, balance, which is stability, um, then you could be you know, not as stable or even like clumsy on the treadmill. I've seen a you know a lot of people who are either new to running or just don't have a lot of stability or balance. They just kind of look like a a fawn you know prancing that's <laughs> they just look a little bit you know not coordinated on a treadmill, which does take some getting used to, yeah,
0: I can see how that would happen. I can see myself falling all over the treadmill if I ever it, just because it. <laughs> you know, in the beginning, the first few steps definitely are a test of uh, your balance. I don't know why that is. It's so flat. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So another question that I have in regards to running on a treadmill, what are your thoughts on running intervals on the treadmill? If you're a runner that lives in an area where you don't have access to a track or you just don't have the right route for your intervals, what are your thoughts on doing those on the treadmill?
2: Yeah. So, you know, like we talked about before, it's a little bit easier running on the treadmill. So, you know, your intervals and your paces might need to be slightly faster to get the same um, benefit. You know, I don't recommend like going a lot faster than you're used to outside. Um, So, you know, when you get on the treadmill and you're doing those intervals, you might want to, you know, click the speed up just a little tiny bit faster um, you know, there's also, um, as a running coach, stand. there's two different, you know, types of when you're talking intervals, there's, you know, intervals when you're stopping in between each one. Um, so that's more of like, your speed speed work. So anything that's like, for a 5k or below, if you're doing on a treadmill, um, you know, you might have to hop off, which I do have a couple of you know, videos on that on my page on how to safely, you know, hop off of the treadmill. So basically, you know, you put your hands on the two sidebars, you put a lot of your weight pushing into your arms, and you kind of just like hop your legs off and onto the sides of the treadmill. Um, If you're doing intervals for a marathon, you know, that you're not, I don't recommend doing that hopping off or you know stopping. So a lot of my runners who do their intervals um, if they have to on the treadmill, um, I tell them to slowly increase into the interval and slowly decrease out of the interval. So what I mean by that is say if somebody's doing a 10 minute you know portion of work, um, you know, they start out that 10 minutes working into their goal pace. So I don't recommend like shooting the treadmill up to pace and just sticking with it. You know, slowly move into that pace. and then when the time is is coming to an end, slowly decrease out of it. Um, and then into your um, rest portion, which is which for my athletes usually is either like a really, really slow walk, or for my, um, you know, run walkers, it is, it is a walk, but for my, you know, more advanced athletes, I always say, you know, don't just go straight to running, you know, your really easy pace for your interval, because that could, you know, cause injury. Because imagine if an athlete, one of my, you know, one of my really strong athletes is doing an interval at a 630 pace. And then they're off, you know, their rest period is going to be, you know, 930. If they go from 630 to 930 in a matter of like 10 seconds, that could cause injury. So I always say, you know, try to slowly wean out of it, try to slowly wean wean it back into the pace. Um, that's just going to be, you know, the best way to do intervals on a treadmill. But again, if you can do your, your intervals outside, that's going to be the best place to do them.
0: All right. So let's talk about some other benefits that you can think of when it comes to treadmill running. Is the treadmill good for anyone that has a specific injury or is there anything else that you can think of that um, where you would say, yeah, this person is a good candidate for running on a treadmill despite, besides the obvious weather factors where they have to?
2: Yeah. So for any runner, runner who is injured, if somebody is going to physical therapy and starting to basically either learn to run again or, you know, testing their gait. For me, when I'm looking at somebody's gait, I need to see them on a treadmill. So for instance, if if I have a client who comes to me and is like, you know, my stride is all whacked out. My, you know, form is awful. I'm getting injured because my form is awful. You know, the treadmill could be beneficial if you're having that coach standing next to you or even like sometimes I do this on video um, where somebody will put their, you know, camera up next to the treadmill and I watch them and I, you know, make corrective feedback as they're running. So it could be beneficial if somebody is, you know, walking or watching you um, run. But the majority of the time I do recommend people running outside. So
0: Okay. That makes sense. All right. So um, my last question to you is, I guess, how does preparation, and I guess we've already answered that in part, but if somebody is training for a marathon and has been almost exclusively training for the marathon on the treadmill, and now the marathon happens to be in the spring and they're going to be outside... Do you have any tips for that person as to how to best approach the marathon so that their training will work out well and they can still have a very great marathon?
2: Yeah. So, you know, advice for, you know, any runner is starting out slow. So, you know, if somebody has been running on the treadmill through their whole entire, um, you know, marathon training, it is a little bit easier running on the treadmill. So, you know, when you do get, to the race, you might feel a little bit tired, um, you know, sooner during the race. So if for example, you're used to running all of your long runs at, you know, a 10 minute pace, um, then it might be beneficial for you to slow down in the beginning because the treadmill is a little bit easier. So, you know, your effort at that 10 minute pace on the treadmill might be easier. And then if you're coming to the race day and you, you try to run that same pace, you know, you might get a little bit more tired a little bit sooner, you know, during, during the race. So any athlete, regardless of if they're, you know, training exclusively on the treadmill or outside, you know, just start your race out slow. It's a long race, you know, it's hours long, even for professionals. So you know, starting out slower, more controlled is always going to be, you know, the better way to, to run your race.
0: So thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me today. Maybe you can uh, remind our listeners again, how they can find you and get in touch with you if they want to.
2: Yeah. So you can, you know, if you have any questions, anything that I can answer further on what we talked about today, you can um, shoot me a message on Instagram, um, which is Alyssa underscore Runfit. Um, And then if you are interested in coaching, I am offering $10 a month off for those who listen to this whole podcast, got to the end of this and are, you know, listening to me say that there is a, um, there is a $10 off. So if you just say you came from this podcast, um, then I will give you that $10 off per month. Um, and that expires at the end of the month. So 30 days, um, from when this, this is posted.
0: Thank you, Alyssa, for hopping on with me and talking about treadmill versus outdoor running. I really appreciate you coming on to our podcast.
1: Yes, thank you. We appreciate everyone who comes and talks. So with that, we'll finish with some tips on how to train for a marathon on a treadmill.
0: Yes, let's do that. So we have tips that we were able to find using everything that we have done in our research. So... Tip number one would be always warm up. So the treadmill belt, obviously you turn it on a certain pace, it'll start out at that pace. Make sure that you warmed up. You don't start doing the same thing outside. Usually the first mile that you run is a little bit slower. So begin with a, you know, jog or walk as you would do outside and warm up. That way you can try to avoid injuries.
1: Okay, tip number two is my favorite. I think um, use an incline set of treadmill to 1% to 3% incline to replicate outdoor energy demands.
0: Yes, Ryan. And I did read some research on how that 1% treadmill grade most accurately reflects the energetic cost of outdoor running, which can be found in the National Library of Medicine. We're going to link this article in our show notes. And please note that we are not going against what Alyssa said, as the research does not disagree what she said. Note that the research says that it's to meet the outdoor energy demands. And obviously it's still best to switch it up and not have a consistent uphill for the reason of preventing injury.
1: Yes, I mean, I do. Like I said, I liked the idea of a 1% to 3% incline because by being on a treadmill, you're eliminating wind resistance that you would normally get by being outside. And you're probably also gaining some, I guess you could call it kinetic energy in a sense, when you're putting energy into the surface and it rebounds, it's giving you some energy back, as if you were wearing like bigger, thicker running shoes or something. I think that there is probably some loss of resistance by being inside. But the point of having a potential increase of muscle strain or injury or even training in an unnatural position is definitely valid too. So you got to kind of consider the pros and cons of each and do what's best for you.
0: And probably the best would be to switch it up. Our next tip would be to follow a marathon training plan and it- Seems like that would be very logical, but it kind of goes back to the whole being motivated and being very consistent with your training. If you follow a training plan and it says 10 miles, then do the 10 miles. Don't make excuses, even though it'd be super easy to turn off that treadmill and just go on with your day.
1: True. Very true. So yeah, one thing also is like treadmills can get boring. So try to figure out ways to reduce that. You can watch a show, TV, you know, distract yourself, potentially look at a magazine or a book.
0: Some people can do that. I can't even watch TV. You know, it's like anything else. You get used to it or you just buy yourself a bigger screen TV.
1: (laughs) So just an interesting side caveat. Try to move your head around by holding a book still and you can actually read it. But try moving the book around while holding your head still and you can't. And the reason why is because your brain is feeling what you're doing and functioning and without you even having to think about it is reacting and allowing your eyes to stay focused on what you want to look at. It's just an adaptation of people. So if anyone's never seen that or heard that, it's kind of fun to try.
0: (laughs) And tag us on Instagram if you're (laughs) going to videotape yourself. But no, that's really interesting. Um, Maybe, you know, it's like we said, maybe it's just something that you can get used to. Another... um, helpful factor, another tip for treadmill running is just like with anything. And I think a lot of the stuff kind of goes to mental stuff is adopt a positive attitude towards this training. If that's how it's going to be, then just do it. We've had a episode many years ago on with my friend Emily, who is a sub three hour marathoner and she had three kids and was single momming it basically during that time. And she trained exclusively on the treadmill because she had her kids. She couldn't really leave them. Um, And, you know, I think uh, it it builds grit. It builds uh, something that will help you later on when you are outside running on the marathon. I think you're going to be one of the stronger people able to finish it.
1: Yeah. And how about another huge convenience? If you have kids or something and you don't have someone to watch them, to have a treadmill is, is like so easy so you can actually still watch your kids and still run.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And another tip for using a treadmill is to... Pay attention to your form. And I actually think that a treadmill is one of the places where you can really learn to improve your form because you could just, you know, have a mirror next to yourself or you could set up a camera and you can really watch how you run and then pay attention to it. Whereas outside, it's a little bit harder to do that.
1: Totally agree, also the, the um, surface of a treadmill is perfectly um, or almost perfectly consistent as opposed to outside where you might have some variation in where you 're walking or running, so that allows you to then focus on other aspects of your form where you 're not having to focus on making sure you 're not going to trip or fall or something so much
0: yes, absolutely, and then another tip that we 're coming up with is if you are one of the lucky people that have a treadmill that has a subscription to iFit or whatever it is called where you can run certain marathon courses. It would be a great idea to see if your course is available and then you can, you know, you can run the Boston Marathon course or parts of it on the treadmill and kind of do the whole visualization exercise that all the mental trainers recommend so much. Visualize yourself on the course and how you're going to feel. I think that would be a, a really great idea. And then, you know, if you have a window, open that window, let the hot air in or the cold air in and just kind of try to simulate the terrain that you're going to be running in as much as possible. I know that's a stretch, but at least mentally you're kind of getting there.
1: Yeah, with the modern things like that, I mean, if you could adjust also the incline and everything else of the machine to match the course as you're running the course, I mean that's actually a training advantage too, because you could mimic exactly the course.
0: I think it does that. My friend Colin has a treadmill where he has been running the Boston Marathon course. Yeah, like
1: it'll change as the as the course goes on. This is that's kind of neat too. You need to have like a fan. The the next advancement will be having like fans and like smell machines and like temperature in the room. (laughs) So like as you're running, it'll like change the variation based on the weather at the current time.
0: (laughs) You know, a couple of years ago, I actually had a dream like that, that they had invented. I know it was a weird dream. They had invented a capsule that you would put into your home and you'd walk into it and would be completely dark, which was an enclosed little room with a treadmill in it. And instead of having a monitor in front of you, you just had a big screen that was warped around the treadmill and you'd be on the race course, on the ground. The treadmill would go up and down accordingly with the same incline and decline. And you would also have some kind of fans blowing wind and there would be water sprayed at you at certain times. And it was just like a complete uh, virtual audio reality virtual experience. reality. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should work on inventing that. Treadmill capsule.
1: I I think that'd be a cool idea. That's uh it reminds me of the Vegas sphere. I haven't been there, but I've seen the pictures of it. It looks amazing. Like when you're inside this this sphere, it's just all like you can they can basically make whatever picture they want on the sphere. So it can show like outside in Vegas or it can change to like fireworks or it can do whatever. So yeah, it would be it'd be interesting if they get to that point with home treadmills where you could feel totally immersed in a certain area because maybe then it'll be better than running outside. I don't know. That'd be hard to believe, but maybe.
0: I hope we're still alive when that comes out (laughs) and able to run, right? So let's stay healthy, everybody. So that brings us to the conclusion. And now we're going to answer that question that we posed with Everything We Know. Ryan, are we able to successfully train for a marathon exclusively on a treadmill?
1: I think you can. I think you can do it anywhere pretty much. You just have to put your mind to it and do some research and stick to your plan.
0: Exactly. And then, of course, there's always a difference training for a marathon to finish versus reaching your goal. So obviously that is all, um, you know, depending on what your goal is.
1: It's also possible to run in negative 20 degree weather, but just make sure you prepare yourself and dress appropriately and make plans for safety because it can be dangerous if it's cold and You get stuck somewhere or you have an injury.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So good luck to everybody training for your marathons. So what are we going to talk about next week, Ryan?
1: Same thing we do every week, Letty. Try and take over the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So next week, we're going to actually not try to take over the world, but instead we're going to talk to you about periodization of a marathon, meaning three weeks on, one week off. Where did that come from? Is it useful? All that we're going to talk about with our expert guest and so if you're interested in that tune back in
1: and if anyone knows the reference that i was given by saying we're taking over the world please tell us in our comments i'd be interested if anyone knows and thank you for anyone that's listened this long and has made it to the end
0: yes you're in for a prize (laughs) and with that have a good week of running thanks for tuning in For more information and marathon running news, please head to www.marathonrunningpodcast.com and we'll be back next week.